0: Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Your hour here. David Dahl and I are uh, available to you on anything, as we proved in the last uh, segment of the uh, last hour. We're even here for technical support. <laughs> 602-508-0960 is our number. 602 5089 Coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Young David, you... Uh, you th- you thought it important that I commemorate someone's birthday today.
1: Of course. And are you, did Did you not wait First of all, first of all, we must address and redress grievances. We missed somebody's birthday yesterday. Elvis. Okay. Good. Well, we failed to acknowledge him publicly as was our moral We played obligation. his music. We play his music on any other Tuesday. Go on. But uh we had to acknowledge that okay now today as only uh, Elvis could we shall celebrate Nixon uh,
0: today's Nixon's birthday it is
1: Nixon's hundred and eleventh birthday
0: no kidding Yes. well there is a relevancy to it um, and the relevancy to it in today's news is out of Watergate came the notion you used to hear it more that it's always the cover-up and not the underlying crime that gets political leaders in trouble. And um, you have that with the Lloyd Austin Contra controversy, controversy. Uh, have you guys followed this? The United States Secretary of Defense, in line of succession to the presidency, but for Goodness sake, the secretary of defense goes missing for three days, effectively. I mean, not to his wife and family, but missing to the president, missing to the vice president, missing to the national security adviser, missing to the spokesman of the national security Advisor, John Kirby, missing to the rest of the cabinet, missing to his own deputies, his own deputy secretaries of state. By missing, I mean they had no idea he was out of commission. He was in ICU at a hospital, having gone in for quote-unquote originally elective surgery. As he put it, he didn't want to announce what the elective surgery is, so elective surgery. Now, the odd thing about this compounds itself. One is, what elective surgery ends you up in ICU Hold that thought. We'll come back to it. Two is, is is the Secretary of Defense position right now so locked down in such a Pacific world with no hot spots and no military concerns of the United States or her allies that we can just ignore the entire office of the Secretary of Defense? I ask that because he claims to have bestowed his authority— as acting Secretary of Defense, on the Deputy Secretary of Defense. Guess what? She was on vacation in Puerto Rico and didn't know she was acting Secretary of Defense. Let's compound that problem. The idea that all of this took place and that the president had no interaction for three days with anyone at the Defense Department, what does that tell you? is going on. Do you know there has not been a full cabinet meeting since October? Since October there has not been a full cabinet meeting. What does it tell you when no one knows where the Secretary of Defense is but no one cares? What does that tell you? No one seems to care.
1: Who's running the country? Who
0: is running the national defense? Second question, fifth question, eighth question. If they're willing to lie about and cover up the health conditions of the Secretary of Defense, does it maybe raise the question about anyone else's health they may be willing to lie and cover up? I think it does. But even if it doesn't, even if we have full and ongoing transparency, the lies that we just live with, he didn't want the world to know that he was going in for prostate cancer surgery. Well, the cover-up of that? You know, if he had just announced that, that he was going in, first of all, that's not elective surgery, best as I know. When's the last time cancer was elective surgery? So the lies we just all kind of live with. Are there worse lies? Yeah. But that that's an untruth. It's like saying uh, Claudine Gay was proactively correcting the duplicated parts of her dissertation. No, she wasn't proactively doing it. She was doing it because she got caught. And it was the condition of her ongoing employment until more was found. Wasn't proactive, as everyone said, including the Harvard Corporation. Is cancer surgery elect? Anyway, he didn't want people to know that he was having prostate surgery. So he covers it up. You can't cover these things. If he had said that, no one would have blinked an eye. You know, if processes were followed, no one would have blinked an eye. It might not have even been a news story at all, at all. Might not have even been a news story. Tell the president, you tell the chain of command, you let your deputy secretary of defense know. I'm going under for a couple hours, maybe a couple of days. You have the helm. Fairly normal. But now, because of the cover-up that has been discovered, everyone's talking about his prostate surgery. The one thing he didn't want, drawback to Nixon. It's the cover-up, not the crime.
1: Mm-hmm. Good.
0: See how we did that?
1: I like it. We went full Did you circle. see that
0: coming? How I was going to do that? I kind of did. You I kind of yeah. did. All right. Um, so, I mean, that's going on with the most transparent presidency in the United States, as they tell us. Uh, On the controversy of the Rosca de Reyes cake, I'm getting a lot of emails.
1: Um, Oh, my goodness. What? We're selling out. Why? Tonight's cake, in particular, is the French version. Well. The Galette de Ruiz.
0: Well, it doesn't surprise me. I'm getting a lot of emails with people who look like they may have Cajun-esque names. One of them says, look up the story of a king cake.
1: Yep, that's that would be a tradition
0: in Louisiana that would involve the French Louisiana Cajun thing, wouldn't it? We eat it as a dessert every new year. That makes sense to me that it would be a dessert. It looks like a dessert, it's a cake, it's not a dinner, it's not an entree like soup. It's not an entree, it's not a meal, it's a cake. Um, yes, okay, and my emails won't stop. Um, Fair enough. We, we need we need to move on. Um, okay, Mike looks like he wants to bring up something having to do with January 6th. Hello, Mike. Hello, Seth. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Um,
2: I had a, a couple of things. The, the, the one thing I wanted to talk about January 6th, but before I got to that, I wanted to see, did you have your Christmas um, party yet?
0: no that's that you, coming next no. week uh, and it it, it comes I, with a I lot of controversy in and of itself
2: no I vote for him
0: well I was putting in for what well, okay first of all Mike um and I'll, I'll tell you know who's giving every <laughs> listener in the audience a vote here first of all this is a republican a form of, of government ago. not a democracy
2: no a couple of days ago you you, you told us that we sh- we should try and help help everybody decide if it was my have.
0: choice if it was weighing in on what i was suggesting which was oh, a submarine a, a six foot long sub sandwich <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm like michelle obama there's only one way to rule here there's only <laughs> one legitimate opinion in this in this regime a submarine sandwich. if you were going to weigh did i suggest that you do okay so what do you want you want a honey glaze what are you what are you thinking yeah i'm like
2: ham mashed potatoes broccoli whatever broccoli. Vegetable you want <laughs> what
0: Broccoli? <laughs> Nothing says lunch Christmas party. <laughs> this is an like party. broccoli. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> mixed vegetables, <laughs> mixed. <laughs> asparagus, asparagus, asparagus. Yeah, sure. Why Literally. not? Why not just have sliced yeah, yeah, tomatoes yeah. while you're at it? You know what, Mike? A I re- got to take a quick commercial break. Are you willing to hold and we'll come right back to you on the other side? Sure, sure, sure. On sure, Jan 6, sure. sure. and something about mm-hmm. that. All right, six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. I am Seth Leipsin. Let me put in a word for our sponsor at um, the Midas Gold Group. Um, The MAGA veterans at Midas point out that the Federal Reserve note does not belong to you. It belongs to the Federal Reserve Bank, while the federal debt doesn't belong to the Federal Reserve Bank. It belongs to you. It's your wake-up call to what the Midas Gold Group veterans believe the central banking government are trying to do, a demolition of our current system with a central bank digital currency to take complete and utter control of transactional freedom. A prison camp replete with social sanctions. Protect yourself. Turn this wake-up call into a phone call to Veteran Known Midas Gold Group at 480-360-3000 or check them out at midasgoldgroup.com. 480-360-3000 or midasgoldgroup.com. Always faithful, MAGA, and proud of it. Back to the Seth Liebson Show coming to you from 960, the Patriot Broadcast Studio, brought to you by the Veteran Known Midas Gold Group, your trusted source. For precious metals, Mike and Scottsdale, thank you for your patience, sir. appreciate your wait.
2: Yes, thank you um, just one uh, one other quick thing yes, sir. Um, is I think that uh, David should definitely watch blazing saddles
0: yeah um does it still is it still I'm funny i i do you have you seen it recently by like by that i mean like within the last five to ten years?
2: Yes, and it's and still I agree funny. with you. Uh, it wasn't as funny, right? Yeah, as it was when I first watched it. Yeah, but I still think it's hilarious because it they they make fun of everybody. Oh yeah, and it's a movie movie that you couldn't even uh, they no would no never no, make no. There's no chance. Ever.
0: There's just no chance. No,
2: but but if you just kind of let yourself go and 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 just enjoy it, it's it's pretty darn funny. I
0: don't think they could make all on the family, or even the oh, Jeffersons. No. Frankly,
2: no. No, there's no way.
0: Do you realize that uh, no. uh, uh, the two most famous characters of Norman Lear's who passed away last year, George Jefferson and Archie Bunker, probably both would have voted for Reagan? Kind of interesting given probably. Probably. how liberal Norman Lear was. Probably. Um, young David, by the way, has his own problems. He's he's lobbying for Mexican food for lunch for our Christmas party. <laughs>
2: It, it doesn't sound like he's going to get that.
0: I don't think so. But Wait I'll tell minute. you one—I'll <clears throat> tell you one thing for sure, Mike. We better not be getting you know, mixed a medley of mixed vegetables. I'll tell you that right now. Or broccoli. Or broccoli. Yeah. Well.
1: I want it known that henceforth I will no longer be accepting calls from callers that advocate for food that is not Mexican. You don't have that power. <laughs> All right. I do though. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move so on. now on to okay. now on
2: to uh, January sixth. Um, I, uh, I, I every every radio show that I listen to seems like I have even TV shows. Uh, it, it, if they talk about January sixth, they always say there was off, there was only one person killed there, okay. and her name was uh, was uh, wrote uh, Ashley Babbitt. Right, but there were there were actually <clears throat> two people killed that I know of. Uh, Rose Roseanne Boyland was killed there, and, and I don't think anybody really talks about her she's hmm. the lady that they beat up in the tunnel hmm. and and died uh, uh and there's there was a man that i can't remember his name but he he jumped in to try and help her hmm. and uh uh try and save her he dragged her into the Capitol from the tunnel and tried to save her life and and the police are the ones that beat beat her to a pulp and uh, killed her but um he tried to save her now he 's in jail for trying to help her huh and uh, I think for a very long time huh so um she was a trump supporter that. uh yeah, I believe she was so i don't know but, the
0: story, uh, but to the degree she was a trump supporter, which i i 'm guessing i mean the odds are she was if she was at the mm-hmm. um yeah so that 's an interesting narrative that whatever the circumstances of her death, whether the police were responsible or whoever, whatever, whatever the circumstances of this person's death, the only thing, the only narrative that's true is that the only deaths on January 6th, the only deaths were of those who supported Donald Trump. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. No one knows that. I mean, people who listen to these kinds of shows know that, but... If you, read the, it's, it's if you get video. your news from the New York Times, the Washington, where most people get their news from, they don't know that. They think That's that police were killed on January 6th.
2: But I knew this, I think, a week after it happened because it was on video and they actually played the video and, uh, and, and, and showed it on video happening.
0: So uh well you know I I'll 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 double take a look uh, I mean I'll look again because I don't want to be saying anything wrong when I say only one person died but um the the the, the larger narrative here is that the media has gotten away as the Democrats have gotten away with this reticular loop that, you know, police were killed on January 6th, police died on January mm-hmm. 6th, police were... well, it, And it, it's no. just, it's simply not true. It's not true. Police did die during the March, twi- excuse me, during this uh, the summer of 2020 riots. Police were killed during the 2020 well, three, riots, but they three, weren't killed on January 6th.
2: Three policemen died uh, uh, on January 6th. Well, not on January 6th, but uh, a week after or so uh, one of them, the, the media lied about and said he was hit in the head with a, with Sit- a fire signature.
0: Yeah. but yeah.
2: that that's, that's a, a lot. one. That's an out and out lie. And he died of a heart attack right. the next day. The two other ones, uh, died of other things. Um, and, you know, later on, uh, maybe brought on by the stress of January 6th. I don't know, but, uh, but the two people that I have never January.
0: in my life and I, you know, I love the police uh, as an as a as a general institution. Obviously, <clears throat> obviously, the qualifiers would have to do with any profession where if there are, you know, if there are, you know, bad actors, then obviously not. But as an institution, I love the I, I take a back seat to no one in my love for the police. But I have never heard of counting a death in the line of duty from normal duty which might be riot control that happens days later because of the trauma of exercise of that duty. True. If 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 True. if if I handcuff a criminal as a policeman and am so stressed out from having to exercise that duty that a week later I die <laughs> is that because of my arrest of that I mean really? No it has really? nothing to do with it. No, it has, it has nothing to do, to with, do it. with it. And it might go to the question of something, uh, it's uncomfortable to raise, but the nature of the job and the nature of the qualification for the job and the nature of the qualifications of those people who were in that job, if if, and if in the exercise, if in the exercise of normal non-lethal duties, yeah. you are so stressed out that you die days or weeks later. Something else is the story. It's not the normal duty, normal exercise of non-lethal duty. Something else is going on. To do,
2: you might be afraid to do your duty because well, you think Well, there might, might gonna... be an
0: underlying health condition. It may have absolutely nothing to do with what took place during the exercise of your duty that someone might want to, oh, no. you know, attribute no, to no, it. I, I, you understand what you, I'm saying.
2: You're, you're afraid to do it because you don't know if they're going to arrest you afterwards because you did something wrong and uh, put you in jail. So, you know, the,
0: the well, I don't want that person kind of, being a policeman either. If someone's afraid to do their duty hands. as a policeman, I don't want them on the force,
2: nor do their they're fellow criminal. officers
0: want them on the force because they don't have their backs.
2: But the other thing that I wanted to say was, too, I think, I think the media are compliant in the two deaths that happened on January 6th because they totally lied about it and kept things from the public. So they're compliant in two
0: deaths as far as i'm concerned compliant in them. well they lied about them yeah yeah. well make them, them compliant i don't know if it makes them compliant does it make that, them
2: compliant? they kept information that they knew was false from the public or that they knew was true from the public so in in doing that they're just as, they're just as bad as the policeman that shot uh, uh, ashley Babbitt and the policeman that beat up Roseanne Boyland, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Mike, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Thank you. Run. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. In jest, David was saying that you don't get through unless you support his call for Mexican food at our holiday part at our Christmas. Uh,
1: Do we have to part. clarify that? for yeah. legal reasons.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Well, not only it legal. Is still well, for multicultural encouraged. reasons, I don't need the multicultural reasons. Yes, I don't need the uh, the 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 uh, Greek civil rights or the Armenian civil rights or the Russian civil rights commission or committees. Let's and,
1: look at the greater issues here. If I don't have uh, Greek or Russian food for my office holiday party, am I am I truly disavowing? Yes, by
0: disparate impact. Under All right. the rules, Well, in that case, under the I rules we live by.
1: cuisine from every major national cultural group to appear. Here at this holiday party.
0: No one will argue, except... Except... The food from the Temple of Doom, which I just – I can't – yeah. That, that, I, 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 I'm no. pretty
1: sure that was even disavowed in India at the time. Was
0: that in India?
1: They wouldn't allow them to film in India. Do you know about this? No. Oh, yeah. They filmed that in Sri Lanka. They asked India to film it. When the Indian authorities looked at the script, they said, this makes India look bad. And so India would not allow them to film in India. And So they had to film it in Sri Lanka who said, hey, we like money more than uh, – than,
0: you know, that's the difference with Hollywood now and then. Yeah. What year would that movie have been? 80, I think it was 83 three or 84. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. Um you know, if 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 that was done with let's say China today and Hollywood, do you know what Hollywood would have said? Oh, they, sorry. They wouldn't have said, "Okay, we'll film we'll in we'll Taiwan." Write the script. Right. <laughs> yes. We'll redo the that's exactly right. And they have. Yep. And they have. That's the difference between Hollywood then and now. Yeah, I I know I'm right. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, Can we deal with another – I mean this show has become a show about the use of words today and that's great because I think it's important. I love words and I love language. And as Aristotle said, language is what allows us to utilize reason and separates us from other life forms, right? The use of language and reason and so you know words are important and societies can't exist on lies not civil ones not ongoing civil ones which is why every former or every um every um escapee from communism understands the kinds of things George Orwell is talking about, and the kinds of things that Whitaker Chambers was talking about with the use and abuses of language, uh, the kinds of things uh, Vaclav Havel was talking about in his um, in his famous essay. Uh, what was the uh, uh, the um, I'll think of it in, in a minute. His 1977 essay, Vaclav Havel's uh, "The Power of the Powerlessness," uh, was the title of it. And, you know, the ongoing message from all of those writers and all of those escapees and everyone else, including, uh, including you know, your Arthur Kessler's, is the point that if the main pillar of a system is living a lie, then it's not surprising that the fundamental threat to it is living the truth. Solzhenitsyn, this was a live not by lies, right? Um this is why the truth has to be suppressed more severely than anything else Fáclav Havel taught. Um, and it is the use and abuse—the misuse and abuse of language us. There. Now, I'm not <clears throat> making the direct comparison, but I do think it's important that we live not by lies. And so that we call these things out, whether it's the misuse of a word or the misattribution or something. So when— the Harvard Corporation tries to justify their keeping Claudine Gay saying, well, she proactively corrected her dissertation last week that wasn't proactive. It was because she was caught, found out, and it was the condition of her maintaining the presidency of Harvard until it became overwhelmingly um, obvious beyond peradventure that she had you know, multiple cases of plagiarism. And they rewrote the word plagiarism, right, misattributed sources. In any event, Um, my point about that was going back to the the Secretary Lloyd Austin case today. This is a major scandal. The Secretary of Defense is missing in action and there is no communication and the American people as well as the administration has lied to about it. Maybe we could live with it were it the Secretary of, um, I don't know, Housing and Urban Development or Labor or Education or something. Maybe we could. The Secretary of Defense. Fence. In any event, if you listen to the press conference today with Karin Jean-Pierre and John Jean Kirby, they kept saying he has taken responsibility. Lloyd Austin takes full responsibility. What does that mean? What does that mean? Does taking responsibility mean just saying you take responsibility or does it come with some kind of action? It's like holding a reservation versus having a reservation. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, brought to you in part by our good friends at Midas Gold. The folks at Midas Gold Group tell us that the U.S. government and the Fed will have no choice but to eventually steer interest rates lower, because if they don't, the current level of interest rates will bankrupt the nation. There's no telling when the dam will break, but when it does, Midas wants to make sure you have flood insurance, in this case, gold. Call Midas Gold Group now. Look into the opportunities gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call 480-360-3000 or go to midasgoldgroup.com. Midas Gold Group is the nation's number one veteran-owned gold IRA team. Protect your assets. Call 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Midas Gold Group. Always faithful. Midas Gold Group. Dot com, What is this uh, interference you're sending me by email here, young David? You want me to read someone on Twix?
1: Sure, I don't know if you caught this today, but uh, former CNN reporter, Don Lemon has announced that he's going to be starting a brand new show on Twix, on the social media app known as X. I saw it this morning and I, and I, I had I had to get a little bit of a chuckle after all. He said in the tweet that he was going to be um, announcing this show that uh, now more than ever, we need a place for honest debate and discussion without the hall monitors. This is just the beginning. So stay tuned.
0: So interesting. I'm reading what you said, what you sent me. His post says, I've heard you. And today I am back bigger, bolder, freer. My new media company's first project is the Don Lemon show. It will be available to everyone easily whenever and wherever you want it, streaming on the platforms where the conversations are happening. And you'll find it first on X, the biggest free speech space in the world. I know more than ever we need a place for honest debate and discussion without the home monitors. Is this a man who represented honest
1: and unfettered speech uh... in
0: deference to social media over and against CNN? That's not the major point here. The major point here is I'm guessing he's starting off with a lie. I've heard you, he writes. I've heard you. And today I'm back bigger, bolder, freer. I I have to think that's a lie. I don't know how many people everyone knows. We're told that we basically know 300 people sort of well. We all know more than three hundred people, but we know three hundred people sort of well. You can figure out what that means. You know something about them beyond their name, I suppose, and maybe even more intimately. I don't know how many people we know intimately. hundred, fifty, I don't know. Depends
1: on who you are. Where you Depends if you're sociable or not. Tim. Yeah,
0: I guess some of that. But you, you get the idea. You know about three hundred people. And and you know, David, you know more people than 300 because you're very social and active and had a lot of activities. And maybe I do just because of different stuff. One thing I have never heard, and I bet no one has ever heard, is man, I missed on Lemon and wish he were back on the air. And do you know why? Because he didn't say anything interesting or bring to the table anything important. He, was, he wasn't he was any kind of great journalist. He didn't have any great record of journalism, of investigative or commentary or otherwise. He was nothing more than standard liberal talk, liberal left talk, with some stupidity sprinkled in from time to time. He just, it's, you know, the distinction between, let's say, whatever your feelings are about him and the most natural person to compare this to Tucker Carlson, who left a network for, or at least a cable network for, for ultimately Twix, whatever your views about Tucker Carlson, you can't say there wasn't a demand for him. You cannot say that there was a demand for him. It was the highest rated show on Fox. I think lemon was one of the lower ones. Um, and he had a long record of journalism and writing. Um, he had a long record of saying s- things that were either maddening or interesting. But at least parody of maddening and interest. At least there was he's 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 certainly a man of again agree or disagree substance. That is none of that is true of Don Lemon. Just none of it. Now I don't begrudge the man. Making a living in his chosen profession, good luck at it. Go to it. I mean, great. Welcome to the platform that you used to defend before Elon Musk owned it because it had controls and now doesn't have the anti-speech controls that you used to like. Welcome to it. Go get them. Let's see if the marketplace supports your marketplace of ideas.
1: I just hope we don't forget who it is that's uh, starting this show, don't you know? Go and on, I mean, go on. Well, I, I mean, I'm just, I did, I just did a, just a quick search. I okay. Wanted to see what, what sort of history uh, Don Lemon had with uh, Twitter and X. And a year ago, November 22, he's making fun of Twitter, which was recently bought by Elon yeah. Musk. At that point, yeah. For Throwing away Stay Woke t-shirts. It's... It, it, yeah, I know. It,
0: I know. I know.
1: It's asinine to hear him then I know. go and say that this I is know. the free. Uh, well, great.
0: I mean, you know, I... Give it a shot. Look, we should be in the conversion business. And if he comes our way, great. If he doesn't, my guess is there won't be that much interest. Because what is the point of... What is the point of replicating another ho-hum average liberal television show? What, is, what, what demand is there for that? Has, what demand is there for that? Not only do I not, not only don't I believe that no one in America has been walking up and down the streets muttering how much they missed Don Lemon and wish that he were back on air, I bet no one at CNN misses him. I bet no one at CNN misses him either. He just wasn't anything great. And I guess he and Tucker did have a little bit of a spat, so that may be a little bit interesting, but for maybe like a minute, maybe a minute. Did you know that uh, this big speech Joe Biden gave at the AME church yesterday where he said he spent. He claimed responsibility for starting a civil rights movement. He said he started a civil rights movement, um, and 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 that he spent more time in the Beth Lame Church in Wilmington than most people he knows, black or white. Did did you did you know in that speech lies anyway that there was a a, a pro Hamas protest that disrupted it. I didn't. That wasn't reported anywhere. What's interesting is what he said about it to them from the transcript, and I'll tell you about that when we come right back. Portions of the show brought to you by our friends at Y-Refi, who have an opportunity, an investment opportunity with a ton of flexibility in your hands. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you like. There's no attack on principle if you ever need your money back. There are absolutely no fees. And, of course, you get a monthly statement that comes with no surprises. This is a secure collateralized portfolio offered up by y where you can earn up to a 10.25% fixed rate of return. It's right a 10.25% fixed rate of return, not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's Invest. The letter Y, then refy.com dot com, or give them a call at eight 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 yrefy twenty four eight 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 yrefy twenty four. So I, this wasn't reported because you know we're trying to sanitize these um, these uh, this movement as much as possible. But there was a pro Hamas disruption of President Biden's speech at the uh, at the AME Church yesterday, and um, and this is what he said about them, according to the White House transcript. Look, folks, I understand their passion, and I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza. I've been using all that I can do to do that, but I understand the passion. Well, there's a lot of problems with just that statement. Quietly working, meaning back channel and back door, is not something you announce and then put into a White House transcript. If that is in fact the truth, I, and no one knows what the truth is, who knows what he's been quietly doing? He's been quietly pretending to be president, as far as I'm concerned. But, or maybe he's loudly pretending to be president. I don't know. But that's problem one, number one. I mean, this is he just blowing all national security? Is that all it takes to blow his national security? Secrecy is a, is, is a group of ragtag pro-Hamas uh, protesters at a speech. I've been quietly working. I've been backdoor working with the Israeli government. Is that something you just announce and then put into a white... But this notion of I understand the passion, I understand their passion, repeating that. You know, this is the problem in society. There are no adults. Whatever happened to the adults saying, no. Passion is not truth. Passion is not fact. Passionate intensity is what the worst are full of, we were taught. Passion is irrelevant. Do you understand the passion of those who protest on things you don't agree with? I can think of a certain particular one off the top of my head. No, <laughs> no, it's the fact and the truth treat those protesters the way ronald reagan did the rioters at the call and the protesters at the colleges in the 1960s say there is nothing to negotiate you're wrong we'll be right back